Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Ryan Wilson, Rick Spielman, still in Indianapolis with the First Pick podcast here on CBS Sports HQ. With first pick, the CBS Sports NFL Draft Podcast. As I mentioned, I'm Ryan Wilson. This is our general manager, Rick Spielman. More than 30 years of NFL experience, a decade as the Vikings general manager. Today, Rick, we're going to talk a little stock up, stock down with the defensive backs who just worked out down the hall there at the Lucas Oil Stadium. And then later, we're going to have our, our quarterback, in addition to our GM, join us here, Danny Cannell. We're going to preview the quarterbacks who are going to be working out tomorrow, and that's going to be a hot topic of conversation, no doubt. Uh, remember, Rick... Because I know you're a big YouTube guy. You can find us on YouTube at NFL on CBS or wherever you get your podcast. You can get us there to the Audio Virgin, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever. Oh, and more good news. Producer Debo reminds me. The show is now going to three times a week, Rick. We are running you into the ground. So we're going to do Monday. We're going to do Wednesdays and Thursdays going forward up until the draft. So look for that. It is going to be exciting. So I know you're pumped. Uh, Rick, we had a whole day of talking to the quarterbacks here, and, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But let's talk about the defensive backs, many of whom we saw in uh, Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, and some guys that did really well and some guys that probably wish they did a little better. And we'll start with your list. And the first guy that did really well, who do we have here? We have – you want to start with Christian Gonzalez? Christian Gonzalez. Let's start with and Christian I Gonzalez. I love this kid. When I watched the tape on him, he was a transfer from Colorado, went out to Oregon. The biggest question mark on him uh, when you broke down the film in Colorado was, does he have any ball skills? He ended up, I believe, having four interceptions this year. And he's the cornerback, just and so he's clear, the corner. Right? Yep. yep. And then he goes out there. He was six one, almost 200 pounds, 197. He goes and runs a four four four, and his fastest time was a four three eight. He's a smooth, big, good-looking athlete. And there's a bunch of corners in this draft, and they're all clustered together like we talk about, maybe five or six. And I think this kid really helped himself in becoming maybe the number one quarterback off the, cornerback off the board 
this uh, draft coming up. And that's exactly what I was about to ask you. Because Joey Porter Jr., we're not going to talk about him this segment. Uh, he was my cornerback one coming into the draft. Uh, during the telecast, they were actually speaking to Joey Porter Sr. as he watched his son run, which was a unique perspective. And Joey Porter Jr. ran in the low 4-4s, high 4-5s, and he wasn't happy about it. Does that change your opinion as an evaluator when it comes to what Christian Gonzalez did? No. You know, you're going to go back and you're going to have your meetings and, the, and you're going to go back and watch all this tape again. Now you're going to add the numbers that you have into it. So it'll be interesting to see if Porter Jr. or if Gonzalez comes off the board in this year's draft. First. Okay, I'm going to go with DJ Turner, who is a guy that we haven't talked a lot about because he wasn't in the first round conversation. I don't think anything's changed, but my man ran a 4-2-6-40, and it doesn't matter what you were thinking of him. Tariq Woolen came here last year as a converted wide receiver early on in his career in college, ran in the 4-2s, and I'm sure people set up and took notice. Ended up going on day three, probably should have gone on day two, worst case. DJ uh, Turner is a, a smaller cornerback. Uh, he listed, he weighed, uh, what do you see? He weighed 178, 511. So he's not as big as you might want. But what does the 426 say to you? Because I think he's catapulted himself into day two. Yeah, and it confirmed what you've seen on tape. He's not technically sound in everything he does. But when he gets vertically stretched down the field, he did a couple times in the tapes I watched will bite on a double move. Yeah. But you can see that catch-up speed on tape, and it just was confirmed when he ran that 426 tonight. One, the 178 weight, does that concern you at all? A little bit, but my next winner is going to be concerned weight-wise. But and I love this kid. Emmanuel Forbes. That's a tease. Emmanuel, yeah, it's a great tease. You've been in the business for three, four, five months. Five months. <laughs> so Emmanuel Forbes, you saw him live in person, correct? In yeah, fall. I did. I saw him live against Alabama this fall. And you're not very active on social media, but you made a point to note back in the fall that Emmanuel Forbes is a, is a guy to keep an eye on uh, for the reasons you're about to talk about. And let me tell you quickly, four, three, five, unofficial, six feet, but he's only 166. Six feet, one. 166. Sorry, that's right. So he puts him over six feet. Uh, he has 32-inch arm length, which is critical. And when I watched him on tape, I thought he had the best ball skills out of anyone I watched of the corners this year. And I know he's skinny, uh, but he has excellent speed, excellent quickness. You can see how he turns his hips there. What about those legs? I'm sorry to interrupt you. How, how skinny are his legs, though? Well, it doesn't matter if he can cover a receiver. Okay, okay. You know, he's not going, you're not going to ask him to get there in a three technique and start to take on double teams. Okay, this enough. guy's going to be an outside corner. You cover that cat, and that cat <laughs> will not catch the ball. And you know what he reminded me of a little bit? His ball skills reminded me a little bit of Diggs when he came out of Alabama. Trevon, his, uh, yeah, tra Trevon's brother. Yes, and then the other guy that he kind of reminded me of when I was back in Miami in the early 2000s, there was a skinny corner that ended up going to the Pro Bowl, and his name was Sam Madison, who came out of Louisville. Very good player, no doubt about it. Uh, I want to turn to our guy, and just quickly, Emmanuel Forbes has gotten some first-round buzz in the media. Where Do you, do you see him as a top-50 guy? Is he higher than I, I, that? Definitely an early Friday guy. Gotcha. I think he's going to go in the second round. Now, this you know, the, what's going to knock him down is 166 right. pounds, but he has everything you want in a corner except the weight. And to your point, you don't play in short, so it doesn't matter what his legs look like if he's covering like you want him to cover people. Uh, my guy 
we talked about this in Mobile. We talked about it uh, in the in the weeks in between. Darius Rush, the cornerback out of South Carolina, the conversation for most of the fall was Cam Smith, his teammate on the opposite side, who has a chance to be a first round pick. Darius Rush, I watched him before the Senior Bowl. I had a day three grade on him. I watched him ball out in the one on one drills at the Senior Bowl, which is incredibly important. Uh, I moved him up to early day three, and this guy just keeps making plays. You talked to me about him about how he's he's a great teammate. The coaches love him down in South Carolina. That's incredibly important. Also important, Rick. He ran a four three seven unofficial. Uh, he's 6'2". He's 198. His arms are 33 and 3 eighths inches. Tell me what's wrong with this young man. Well, there's nothing wrong with him now. Like, everybody went down to South Carolina. You're looking at Cam Smith because he's supposed to be a first-round talent. So he got overlooked a little bit, but this kid is one of those kids that keep ascending through this process. He's a smooth, athletic kid. Uh, I thought he was a little stiff when I watched tape. Now, when you watch him turn here, what you watch is when they come down that hash, when they turn their hips, do they uh, come off that line? Yeah. And he was a lot smoother than I anticipated. You can see him get off the line That there. looks pretty good. Yeah. But when you go up, watch him go up and get the ball. He has excellent hands. He showed that down at the Senior Bowl. And then he goes and blows out the combine with these numbers. He is definitely a day two corner and has really been climbing through this whole process. Yeah, he's been a fun story. And I think you're, again, he feels like a top 75 guy and i don't feel too bad about yeah. saying that or is that too much no because the way these some of these corners ran today yeah i wouldn't be surprised if 10 or 12 of these guys go by the end of the second round so let's go to your next guy and we talked to him on the set here yesterday tay banks deontay banks you may know him from the from the program guide and he was a little quirky and he's a good good young man and his answers were were short and maybe he was nervous he didn't he had confidence but i it just felt like some of his answers were a, a little Quirky, I think is the word. Not in a bad way, but you don't care. Like, none of that matters. And you said no. at the time, I don't care about it. He's He's fine. There's nothing to be concerned about. No, and, and as we did talk with him, he got more comfortable yeah. on TV. And, you know, maybe the first time he's had interviews like That's that. That's true. So, and when you uh, told him that I said he ran a 4.75, he seemed to warm up to you really quickly. So <laughs> it turns out he didn't run a 4.75. Uh, he, he did a little better than that. 4.35, uh, 42-inch vertical. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, and he's another six-foot corner, 197 pounds. Uh, he is a guy that excels in man coverage. He can flip his hips. He can run downfield. Very smooth. And when you watch these guys run, you can see how smooth they are. And sometimes you don't think they're going to run as fast. Here's this hip turn thing that I thought was excellent yeah. as he turned. And then let's go see if he goes and tracks the ball. Excellent job high-pointing the ball and get it upfield and accelerate. So this is another kid who hasn't been mentioned much in the first round, maybe a, a, a afterthought here or there, but I think he put himself on the map this week. Uh, yeah, he's a first-round guy for me all, all day long. And also, interestingly, and you, you watched his teammate as well on the other side, Jacorian Bennett, he ran to the four threes as well at Maryland. And I'll, quickly, I'll just ask you this. Why was that defense not better? You have guys like that dominating. They have some guys that are get drafted. Is that something you think about, or that's not? No, know? all I'm concerned about, let, let the <laughs> coach locks and them worry about right. the defense. All I want to do is see these guys, how athletic they are, and can they cover, and all these guys can. And Maryland has two really, really, really good corners. Yeah, another guy who was really good, again, we spoke with him yesterday and he showed up with an edge and when he was done i was ready to fight you for who loved him more julius juju brents oh, um, you can have him okay i'll take him i appreciate it that that's a win for me no doubt about it and he ended up uh measuring he ran he's six two and a half he looked taller than six two and a half in person maybe because he was so well, you're horrible at estimates this so. is true he was 198 34 inch arms and more importantly 
perhaps. He ran a four five three. I think that's plenty fast, unofficial for a guy that size who plays with that physicality. And I never saw on tape him getting beat downfield. Yeah, well, you, you should have watched the TCU game. That, that game, first but, game, okay. What? Give it was against Quentin Johnson. Go ahead, tell me about him. <laughs> yeah, this kid is surprisingly athletic, and he has. He's a big corner, but he has little man corner skills. You can see his movement. I thought he was very smooth through these drills tonight. Uh, he also caught the ball very well. But you can see this guy can drop his weight and get into and out of his cuts. So, again, and he draws comparisons, unfairly or not, to Tariq, to Tariq Woolen, excuse me, uh, from UTSA last what, what year. What did you say Tariq ran? He ran in the four twos. Okay, so, this is four fives, so it's a little different cat. But he was a converted wide receiver. There were concerns about, not concerns, but the, he didn't have the experience to play per, uh, potentially as a top 50 pick or whatever uh, in terms of starting right away. Cornerback, turns out a lot of people outside of Seattle were wrong. Uh, Julius Brents, I, I'm taking him on day two and not thinking twice about it. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you okay with that? Yeah, that's fine. Another guy that's going to go on day two, and, and Rick Rick's prayers were answered because <laughs> this young man, admittedly, and you, you actually said as much, he had a tough senior bowl. Yeah, and not that's fine. He got better as the week went. He along. got better, and guys have tough senior bowls. It doesn't mean it's the end of the world for your NFL career. He had a lot of good tape at Cal. This is safety Daniel Scott, and he ran a four four five forty. He at times looked a little slow, but that could at the senior bowl, and that could be for any number of reasons. But he came out here and had a good afternoon. Yeah, when you watch him on tape, this is a tough physical safety that can play down in the box. I think when a player runs this type of speed. Then you're going to not be as concerned if he has to play in the deep half of the field. And I think this kid is a smart, intelligent football player. That's one of the critical factors you're looking for at safety. And when you combine that size with that speed, I think he's going to shoot up the draft boards as well. Before the Senior Bowl, he was one of my top safeties. I got a little nervous at the Senior Bowl, and now luckily, just trust me. Just go along luckily, with the I trusted Rick, and he, he got one right, as Pete Prisco might say. <laughs> All right, let's go to the other side, guys, who's – Stock maybe fell a little bit, took a hit. Not the end of the world. They still have their pro days and all the tapes to lean back on. But either way, we need to talk about them. Another young man we spoke with yesterday, A.J. Anthony Johnson out of UVA, big cornerback. Uh, he's measured in at 6'2", uh, ran at 4'6'4". He was 205, 32 and 5 inch arms, which is plenty long out match for the cornerback position. But the 4'6'4 is what sticks out. And my immediate question, and I talked to scouts in the fall, so we're, we're worried about how fast he is. Are you immediately saying, okay, he should move Did inside? you stay on his bandwagon after they talked about him like that? Yeah, because he had a good senior bowl. I, I thought he did pretty well. Uh, better in the game than some of the practices, but but that's that's not to be un, that's not unexpected necessarily. But when you see the 4-6, do you think maybe safety might be in yeah, your future? Yeah, now all of a sudden there's going to be some safety talk because I agree with you that he is physical. He's better in press than he is in off coverage. Uh, he flipped his hips. He did a pretty good job staying with those receivers down at the Senior Bowl, although the top receivers weren't down there. Many of the top receivers weren't. But uh, this kid was a good football player. But when you run a 4-6-4, you really got a question. Can this guy line up against NFL caliber receivers at the next level? And that's a fair question. He's a great young man, a great teammate. But at the end of the day, the, the six after the four is, is what troubles you. Yeah, and I don't know if I would have invited him to our set, but Again, I defer to you because he's Thank one you. of your pet cats. Yeah, and I'm glad I got a chance to talk with him. So <laughs> that that makes me feel better. Here's a name. Look, he's not a, a 
Combine Faller, but I wanted to put him on here because your guy and my guy, our safety one, Brian Branch, he ran a four five eight unofficially. Yeah, everything else is fine. He's incredibly quick. We talked to him yesterday, and clearly Nick Saban trusts that young man because he was on the field every healthy snap. Does the four five eight as a slot receiver concern you at all? Yeah, that's going to be a little bit of a concern. Okay, but he's quicker than he is fast. He has excellent instincts and vision. Uh, he's quick to react what he sees happening in front of him. Uh, but with that four five eight, teams might start to look at him more as a safety than a nickel corner. Although he does bring some versatility to the defense, but that four five eight will be some concern for some teams. Still safety one though. Yes. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, Daniel Scott did himself some favors. I don't think no. Brian Branch hurt himself necessarily. And I don't know. And and just to be honest, I don't think this is a great safety class right, overall. No, I agree with that. Speaking of which, let's talk about Jay Ward, who plays in the defensive back for LSU. Uh, he ran a four five five and. Again, when you're playing that position with the requirements that, that are on there, and he, he played a lot in the slot as well, what does that say to you? Because he's not as big as Brian Branch either. Right, and he was a good football player. We watched it on tape. You know, he's a guy, one of those combinations guys. He's going to play as a Nick uh, over the uh, third receiver, the slot receiver. Is he going to be a free safety? So, again, these guys that ran in the four fives, you want your Nick corners to be quick. So what teams will do, will start looking at all the shuttles, all the uh, jumps, and see how explosive they are. But the one thing that teams will get worried about, if they're quick, they can cover underneath stuff because they can mirror the receivers in their routes. Where the issue comes, if the slot receiver or whoever they're on stretches them vertically down the thrill field, right. do they have enough speed to stay on the hip of the receiver? And when I said he's smaller than Branch, he weighed two pounds less, 190 versus 188. He was an inch taller. So uh, there, there's a trade-off there. Let's do one more before we go to break so we can get to our guy, Danny Cannell. And uh, I'll give you your choice. Do you want to do Caillou Blue Kelly? Christopher Smith or Jamie Robinson is your last guy. You know, the guy that I thought was one heck of a football player and had a great year was Christopher Smith. Yeah. Uh, he's small, but he's very instinctive. He's always in position to make plays, but he was 5'10", 5, 5'192", 5, which is a concern. So you want to see a smaller, free safety type guy like he is faster. And he plays faster than this, but the 4'6", six, 6'6", six, that's going to kill him. Uh, four six six is tough to play in the league at a defensive back. So I imagine a guy that may have snuck into day two is definitely going to be a day three guy, and he may fall farther. And potentially a bargain, but again, four six six. That's the point where you might get the concerned. one thing that I want to point out that you have to be conscientious of is this doesn't determine what type of football player right. these guys are. He didn't run well, but he's one heck of a football player. And guys like that that know how to play the game. Ended up end up making it and being an impact type player. All right, Rick, I actually learned something that uh, we've been here a week. I, I learned something from my guy Rick Spielman, our general manager. When we come back, it's going to be our quarterback, Danny Cannell. We're going to preview the quarterbacks. They're going to be here next uh, tomorrow, working out that is, and he'll tell you which quarterback should have the most to worry about going into the workouts tomorrow. We'll be right back after this. Did you know that while over sixty percent of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than twenty percent of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account. Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. 
And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Look at those two handsome guys there. We have another handsome guy on the set. It is the face, the quarterback of the, of the With the First Pick podcast. That's the face of Danny Cannell there. And, Danny, we were talking just before the break about your experiences here, 1996? Yeah. It was not quite the same. There was not as much <laughs> media exposure. It wasn't televised live. And you were asking me, you know, did I work out? And I would say to you. You hesitated because you weren't well, sure. Well, no, because I wanted to make sure I got the answer correctly. I would never want to deceive I anybody. I go back and dig up that, that that's report. That's right. That's right. So what? let's go back to 96. What is the most important thing a quarterback should have to do? Throw the ball. I threw the ball. Okay. That's what I came to do. I did not do anything else. Yeah. I just, that's, and that was my mindset. And that's what teams, you know, they asked me, what do you want to do? So I ran the 40 at my pro day because okay. everything was, it's a slow time, slow time. And all I wanted to do was have a four in front of it. I didn't care if it was four, nine, 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 nine. Yeah. I just wanted to be sub five. And I was worried that it was going to be tight. But at my pro day, four, seven, eight, Ooh. was ready to hang it up. And they said, no, 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 come on, let's get one more. Four eight one the second one. That's so good though. What, yeah. what, so if you thought he was going to be fine, not so fast. Okay, I got to go dig up my reports. Everybody ran four three when they came out when they're sitting on a set <laughs> right now. True. Everybody was Deion it Sanders. Might have been oh, dated at uh, Mike Long track. You sure there wasn't the four after the decimal point five four something. <laughs> right, Rick's incredibly skeptical if you haven't figured that out. So we're going to talk about these quarterbacks uh, that are going to be here throwing tomorrow, much like Danny, except for your guy Bryce Young. Interestingly enough, he won't work out, but the, the rest of the guys with something to prove will do that and i we'll just talk quickly about the quarterbacks and, and why don't you give me I, I know the answer to this give me the guy you're most excited to see uh just before we get to the actual questions just in general who are you most excited to see tomorrow work out well i'm excited to see all four of these guys because it's an opportunity except bryce is not going to throw but to see the three that are trying to get up there close to bryce and maybe one of these guys come out of this and become the number one overall pick but when you get to see these guys throw back to back to back that way you can make that comparison in the same environment with all the same conditions. So I'm excited to see the top, all the top quarterbacks throw. Anyone that sticks out to you, just in well, general I terms? I was going to say, man, I feel bad for like the 10 other guys that are out right. there that are trying to there make There are other quarterbacks here? <laughs> right. We no, haven't talked about any of them. That's right. I pulled one out. That's Teaser. Right. Yeah, that's there right. <laughs> there is the big four and the three, of course, that are thrown. But I would echo what you're saying. Like, And if you're looking at the big three and you're looking up at those, if you're one of the other six, seven, or eight guys, it's your opportunity to maybe turn ahead that says, hold on a second, we didn't realize you were this close or the the gap wasn't that wide. That, to me, is the, the, the biggest advantage for the scouts and the GMs and the coaches is the comparison. Because it's hard when you go to a pro day and let's say you go to Tuscaloosa and then you fly over to Athens and then you go down to work, Tallahassee. And you're trying to remember, like, how did that look again? But you get you are getting to see them right yeah. next to each other. And, Rick, let me ask you quickly, uh, from your experience as general manager and, and just personnel evaluator, 
Is there a situation where you were at a pro at a, at a uh, in the combine sitting in the suites and, and you saw a quarterback that wasn't going to be one of the top three, four, five guys that got your attention based on the workout? No, it, they, they, you may see it, but you're going to go always go back to the right. film and what you saw on tape. This just verifies or maybe puts a red flag or concern. Yeah, but we don't go back and all of a sudden like. Christopher Smith that we just talked about, the safety. I know he ran slow, but he's a good football player, so he may get stacked a little bit. But if you had him develop, let's say, in the fourth or fifth round, you're not going to make him a college free agent. You're going to put him in that area, but you're going to stack him against guys in that same area. All right, let's go real yeah. quick, just yeah, on Bryce Young not throwing. I think strategically that's a really smart move. Yeah. And I, I, don't, <sighs> you, I, I don't like it either. But we're worried about his height. We're worried about yeah. his weight. No, I think and that's right. if he throws next to those guys, I don't think it's going to be as impressive. And so they're just. And if you're the number one guy, which he is, yep. the only direction you can go is down. So why go out there and risk it? You go to Tuscaloosa, comfy confines, and you blow people away there when they're. I will channel Rick Spielman because you need to be competitive. I rolled the ball I get up it. there. I, I get it. But I think he's making a smart move. I don't disagree with you. Rick does. Let's do some superlatives. This will be fun because I'm looking at Danny's list now. And <laughs> if you don't look, don't cheat. Okay. <laughs> That's how you got through school. I see you look at over people's <laughs> shoulders. All right, I'll go first because this is this is pretty easy for me. And I know uh, Rick. I want to hear what you say here. The best arm in this class, I went with Anthony Richardson uh, just because I was uh, struck by the, the young man young man's size, is uh, the, the way he just approaches. 18. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he's, a, he's a daunting individual physically, and we, we've seen some of the things he's thrown. Someone told me uh, earlier this week that uh, he threw the ball at one of these camps 70 yards, did a backflip and landed before the ball hit the ground. Who has the best arm here, in your opinion? My opinion, it's Will Levis, and I saw him, especially on a 21 tape, he made every throw, but when you see a quarterback that can make a uh, 15-yard out route from the opposite hash, and you look at the uh, college quarterbacks, okay, those hashes are a little bit wider, so when they're thrown from the opposite hash, and they can put it on a thread, uh, and I thought Will Levis did that in a lot of the tape I saw. Well, wait to hear this. Uh, brace yourself. Who has the best arm in this class for you, Danny? Okay, let me let me tell you guys the way I. So you said best arm, not strongest arm, correct? Okay, yeah. Best arm is the way I looked at it because there have been a long list of guys that could throw it out of the stadium that couldn't hit the side of a barn, you know. And I I want to see somebody who has the combination of both the physical strength that can make all the throws, but also can put in a pinpoint precision accurate spot. C.J. Stroud was 71% and 67% in his two years at Ohio State. I think he might have the most to gain because it's like Bryce Young and then it's Anthony Richardson and and all the upside. And C.J. kind of gets like in this tweener spot where people don't really know what to do with him. I think he's going to impress. with. And the other thing I like about his throwing motion, it looks very effortless. And it's a very natural throwing motion, which to me is one of those things that I think should be important because you're not going to have to worry about mechanics or tweaking something in his throw. It's just going to come off. And I think you're going to see the ball jump off his hand. I can buy that. I I can buy the Yeah, but I didn't get the definition if Debo, our producer, would have said arm strength or arm talent, we would have been able to be on the same page. (laughs) I'll repeat to you what you said to, to Will Levis. Don't make excuses. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Best uh, best physical body and, and most athletic. We all agree. No surprise there. Everyone said Bryce Young. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Anthony Richardson, that was an easy one. When Anthony Richardson walked on the set, he he looked more physically imposing than, than Will Anderson. And oh, he looked like a linebacker or, is, or an outside uh, defensive end. Like, and, and I think Cam Newton is the perfect comp because it is a wow factor. Like Josh Allen was big, but he's not chiseled. I mean, we're talking like five or six oh body fat yeah. percentage. I mean, it's it's off the charts. So best decision maker, uh, Rick, you and I agree, Bryce Young. 
Uh, you, because as Prisco says, you were paid by Alabama. Me, because I, I appreciate the way the young man plays. But, I mean, look, I, seriously, we can agree. He didn't have the wide receivers. He, that, he's a fine young man, too. Fine young man. He didn't have the receivers that uh, Tua or Mac had. And the things he was able to do out of structure, uh, off platform, showed up week in and week out. You had a different answer mm-hmm. uh, for best decision maker. Who'd you go with? I went with Hennon Hooker. You know I've been big on him oh, for a while. Is. And so when I look at a quarterback like this, what decision-making is what do you do with the football in your hands? He had 58 touchdowns and only five interceptions. That is a high volume of throws, and he made outstanding decisions with the football, protecting it. He also rushed for 10 touchdowns. So you go 68 total touchdowns versus five interceptions. That, to me, is the definition of a great decision-maker. Can, can he do the same thing in an NFL offense besides the uh, gimmick offense that Tennessee <laughs> kind of runs? So, but, I mean, it's the same thing of you guys saying, well, Bryce Young doesn't have the receivers. I mean, Tennessee, you know, he clearly he still threw the, the heck out of the ball. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> But also, like, Hendon Hooker, he lost Cedric Tillman this year. Jalen Hyler already steps up. And I get the criticisms of the system, but I think still when that football's in your hand, Josh Heupel, his coach, is asking him to make good decisions, and they don't excel, and he doesn't have that type of year if he doesn't make those decisions in that system. So just, it'll be interesting to see if he can make that jump. I think wa- he can. Yeah, just watching the tape, if anyone can figure out how to uh, cover the scissor route because all they did was cross <laughs> right. run deep right. and then throw the ball up there and hit one of those guys open because there were a lot of guys open down the field. Well, yep. Rick, let me ask you and Danny both because Hidden Hooker, you asked him that question and his response, he went through all the pre-snap things he has to do. He had to do, he talked about uh, changing the call of the line of scrimmage, which he was asked to do, calling the, the protections. Did that change your opinion at all? No, that's called combine prep. Cause he was, and I give him credit because he came in here and was prepared for that. Okay. But, I'll say this. Did, uh, did anybody complain about those two touchdowns that Patrick Mahomes threw in the Super Bowl that were wide open that he probably right. could have thrown left-handed? That's a great point. Sometimes Dave. guys are schemed open. That's a credit to Heupel, too. All right, let's go to best overall intangibles. Danny, I'll let you start this one uh, because all our answers are different, which is interesting. Who did I have? Over you had there? Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean, for me, and this, now we gave you a hard time today with the Charlie Ward comment. <laughs> now, I, this is actually my comp for Bryce Young. I just Charlie had the wrong Ward. Oh, yeah, exactly. You had the wrong guy. A hundred percent. Charlie Ward is one of the most underrated passers, but intangibles, when you sit down, he's instantly likable. He's humble. I think his players gravitate toward him. And we were talking earlier about the moments that he had. There is never a single moment where it was too big for him. Right. He was on the road at Iron. Their biggest, I mean, if you guys, a college football, that rivalry is the most intense rivalry. You're about to lose to Auburn, and you're backed up. you got to go 90 yards to, th- uh, to send it to overtime. And he marches them down the field, converts multiple uh, fourth downs, and it's like no big deal. And his pulse doesn't look like it's over. 85. Right. Like he just looks so calm, poised. I think he's got the total package when you think about intangibles. Plus, you play for Saban, who knows how to prep you. Look at Jalen Hurts, the impact that he had on the Eagles, and he brought a lot of Saban's you know, mentality with him. So I'll go with Bryce Young. And I had a hard time here because I wanted to put Bryce Young in here, as you up. figured. Yeah, a lot of answers, but Bryce I Young. went with uh, Hooker. Yeah. And the reason I went with him, because I had a different interpretation of intangibles. I was concerned or I was looking at the off-field intangibles and it was confirmed today, I believe when we talked to Hyatt today, that hey, Hooker was the first one. We had practice in the morning. His car was the first one there every day. 
everybody raves about his leadership skills, his maturity. He was very impressive when we sat here yeah. and talked with him today. So I went with Hooker. And I went with C.J. Stroud for overall intangibles because for many of the reasons that Danny talked about in terms of the, the way he plays, but also we've talked to him twice now, once at the Super Bowl, once here uh, this morning, and he has a, a presence about him. You get the sense that his uh, teammates buy into what he's selling. He takes the care of his offensive lineman, which Danny has noted is incredibly important to your health and your future, and he makes play after play. Now, he is not as dynamic in terms of big play after big play like Bryce Young, but when you have Marvin Harrison Jr., or last year you had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, you don't necessarily have to be, but I, I think that's going to translate well to the next level uh, because he's had that success, and I think we all agree that he's a better passer now than Justin Fields was when he was certainly coming out. Uh, this one we he also... C.J. Oh, Stroud blew me away today in person. I think he comes across better in person than he does on camera. I think you're exactly like all right. season long, we watched from afar, and he had great, you know, had a great year. He puts up big numbers. For whatever reason, it didn't come across the camera when you're watching from afar. But when he sat down with us, I was really surprised with how much personality, how much confidence he is, and just comfortable in his own skin. I thought that was really important. I, th I think that's right. All right, let's let's speed it up here so we can get through these things because the people want what the people want here. Uh, most pressure facing the uh, the uh, most the, the person with the most pressure as they go into tomorrow's workout. I think we all agree is Will Levis. Uh, Danny, why don't you tell me why you think that's the case? Because he called it. He said, "I've got the cannon. I want to showcase it." So now you got to go do it. Yeah, um, you and, and coming off a down year, uh, yeah, and you want to see if he can make a move up in this quarterback ranking. I know we're trying to move fast. I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Yeah. Does accuracy matter in this one because you don't know the receivers? No. What okay. I looked at was the time as far as the feet, the technique. You know. Because all these guys play in the shotgun. Mm -hmm. So when they have to do drop-back passing, do three-step, five-step, some play-action stuff, can they get their feet set and still throw the ball? Because that takes some coordination. Mm -hmm. People don't realize, and I'll tell you about quarterback play. But yeah. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing. But the timing is going to be off because they haven't worked with the receivers. You can be throwing to a receiver that runs a 10-yard out. Well, he breaks it off at 8. The next guy breaks it off at 12. I was more looking at the technical aspect when these guys throw. So we all agree that the best all-around prospect is Bryce Young, which is no no surprise there. We all agree that Anthony Richardson has the most potential. Biggest sleeper, Danny, Aiden O'Connell, which I, I like that pick. Yeah, it, well, if you want a pocket passer, too, because he's the definition of it. Not going to give you a whole lot of running, right. but he is, he's got like 6'3", 210. He's thrown a ton. He's thrown it a ton at Purdue. He led the Big Ten a couple years ago. Um, I think he's phenomenal. He's got the intangibles you're looking for. Okay, Jake Hayner was your guy. Hinton Hooker was Love my Hayner. guy. But I want to talk about what measurements matter for the quarterbacks as we get through this process here. We're going to find out tomorrow what Bryce, you know secretly because you, you've been down there and you have access to such information. But of all the quarterbacks, the top four especially, is there any one thing that you need to see that makes you feel better about them? You know, the biggest myth out there has always been hand size because everybody wanted to know, well, if he has to play in cold weather, can he still grip the ball? Or if the ball's wet and you're playing in wet conditions. But we went ahead, and, and that was a big issue with Teddy Bridgewater, and we went ahead and drafted Teddy Bridgewater. And before the devastating knee injury, I thought he was going to be a extremely and then last year we went through the same thing with Pickett well his hands under nine inches long but Pickett I think is going to be a heck of a football player he progressed every year so I think that myth should be shot down totally agree I hate the hand size discussion I just think it's I, I all I think you want to have confirmation of what you've already seen but the game film I think and what you've done on the field should be 70 to 80 percent of the evaluation and the remaining 20 to 30 should be broken up between the interviews, the 40 time, the height. Like, are you in shape? Like, a lot of this is like, 
are are you smart enough to work out and make right. sure you present yourself? In well, a good you would way? hope with these agents taking them and right. taking them to all these trade. If right. you come in here out of shape yeah, and after you got your agent, red flag. yeah, just spend all that money to get you in shape. <laughs> yeah. That's a red flag. Yeah. Or even worse, if you feel, somehow fail a drug test while you're here, yeah. that, yep. that, that yep. to me is. Uh, but they're all fine young men. They're all fine young men, and that's a great way to end it. Uh, this is our last show, the Pick 6 podcast show here on CBS Sports HQ for the week, but we'll be back uh, with the first pick. Excuse me. Uh, that's how much time I've been spending with Rick and Danny. Uh, by the way, you know it's bad when, when Dane's laughing at us offset. But with the first pick podcast show here on CBS Sports HQ. Uh, so it's been a good week. We'll be back all three times a week going forward. You guys forward. are blowing up three days a week. Wherever you get your podcast, watch with the first pick. You can watch it on Spotify, uh, on Apple. Uh, uh, YouTube. On YouTube as well. Thank you. And, again, NFL scouting, combine coverage all week. We'll be here tomorrow as well, Danny and I, talking to these quarterbacks. So be sure to check that out. Thank you, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.